scripture reading this morning is from the 25th chapter of Matthew, verses 34 through 40. Then the king will say to those who are at his right hand, Come, you who are blessed by my father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food? Or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Come on up, Ryan. So I have the honor this morning of, of introducing our guest preacher. Uh, uh, Ryan Pratt is, is one of the young adults of this congregation. Before that, he was a youth and then even younger in this congregation. Ryan's been around Court Street Church for, for many years. Uh, uh, Ryan now is a, a student at Saginaw Valley State University. He is studying social work. Uh, uh, Ryan right now is at that... That moment in his life when he's still trying to figure out what God's calling for his life is. He knows he wants to make a difference in the life of young people. He's just not sure exactly how yet. He thinks maybe maybe through social work, maybe through some sort of ministry, maybe he can do both of those at the same time. And so uh, when we found out what, uh, what, what sorts of uh, questions Ryan was wrestling with, we invited him to come and be our, our summer ministry intern here at the church. Ryan has spent this whole summer around the church. He has, uh, he's been helping organize mission projects for the youth of the church this summer. He helped to, uh, to put on our, our neighborhood block party across the street. He's been reading books. He's been preaching sermons. He's been coming on hospital visits with, uh, with me. He's, he's got a, a taste of lots of different kinds of ministry this summer. While he's been doing all of that, his other job has been to help out with the custodial uh, maintenance and care of the church. And so he's been painting stairs and he's been repairing things around the church and vacuuming floors. And, and uh, Ryan has cared for this church in, in a thousand ways, more than I even know about or could tell you about this morning. We're so grateful for the summer that Ryan has been able to, to spend with us this uh, this year. Uh, we're, we're, we're hopeful that God has spoken to Ryan through this experience, that, that at, some, at some point this summer he began to, to gain a little more clarity as to God's, God's vision for his future. Uh, most of all, though, most of all, though, we're grateful for, for the work that he put in and for the heart that he put into the ministries of the church this, uh, this summer. And we're glad that he's able to come back one more time and to share a message with us this morning. Would you please, would you please one more time welcome Ryan Pratt to the pulpit. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, let's pray to start. Dear God, we come before you this morning and just pray that 
uh, as I preach this morning, you would speak through me and just touch the hearts of our congregation here and just let it be a word of blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. So as you all just heard, I go to Saginaw Valley State University. And as I, after I moved in for my freshman year of school, I had heard of a couple different campus ministry programs. And so my goal moving to school was to take my faith seriously on my own, um, not like coming with my family every week. You know, I can, I can do something for myself and join one of these campus ministry programs. And so I had heard of two major groups on campus and I had to pick one. So being a little bit shy and scared was the absolute perfect countenance to have going into the process of being super social and joining a new group. Um, I decided that stepping out then would be better in the long run, and so I had to you know, suck it up and just go. So the first group that I decided to try out was meeting the day after that I moved in. So I found my way there. As I walked into the room where it was being hosted, I was given a bulletin and told that we were starting soon. And so I found my way to a seat in the back all alone and just kind of sat there. Uh, we sang a couple songs, heard a quick message, and at the end we were given, uh, we were invited to join a smorgasbord of different things in the back with little explanation. So after the service was over, there were tables for signups for Bible studies, things like that that you could join. And so I walked past the tables and ended up just standing in the back room, back of the room for a while. Um, to my bewilderment, not a soul introduced themselves to me. Nobody talked to me. Nobody offered me to sign up on anything. So after a few minutes that felt like forever, I ended up leaving. I really wished that someone seemed to care that I was there, but it seemed like no one did. I was incredibly bummed, like not even a hello. Um, so at that point, I didn't feel connected. I felt a little disappointed it was so lonely. I set my sights on trying the second group hoping and praying that I would end up finding something better. Now for the second group, they invited the whole freshman class to a welcome bonfire the next night. And so I went, and as I walked up, the campus pastor, Troy, and his wife, Heather, came right up to me and introduced themselves and the ministry group that they ran called His House. Next, they asked me uh, if I wanted to join them in the fun gathering of students, and so I felt so much better already, and I decided to stay. They guided me towards a group of around 20 people standing in a circle. And I was like, oh, geez, I don't know anybody. Am I going to fit in? You know, I'm not. This is going to be weird. So I continued walking, kind of took my place on the outside of the circle, uh, just kind of standing there off to the side. And at this time, the group was playing a name game to welcome new kids. And so there was a sophomore in the middle of the group named Jared. And he promised me that he would learn my name before the night was over. He was going around the circle and heard everyone's name twice or three times. And based on that, he miraculously learned and repeated back everyone's name perfectly, all 20 of us. I felt so welcomed and wanted. My name had been heard, memorized, and remembered before I, I had even been there for 10 minutes. So at the first actual meeting that they had for a church service, I walked in and people knew who I was and greeted me at the door, and they even had my name tag written out before I got there. I went into the room. I was prepared to sit alone, but some people I recognized from the bonfire were there, and we ended up sitting together. So we all partook in singing some songs, hearing Troy's message, singing some more, and were finally given similar instructions to the first place, like join some stuff in the back. 
And I thought, oh, great, okay, here we go again. I better get ready to leave early. I'll just kind of just head over towards the door. But after service that day, I took one walk around the back, and instead of being left alone, a man came up and introduced himself to me as Grant. He had graduated the previous year, but continues to help in the ministry, and said that he wanted to make sure I felt welcomed, and asked for my phone number to keep me updated on events, and he wanted to hang out sometime. He even helped me sign up for the group called Authentic Manhood, which is a men's devotional that we have in his house. So now, this relationship with Grant has grown into a mentoring relationship where we spend time together and share life advice and grow and prosper as authentic men. After these two experiences in his house, I was blown away just at how amazingly different it was. I felt so welcome, cared for, and wanted, and I was just so grateful. At his house, I was treated like a guest, unlike the first group where I was treated like a visitor. Now, based on these experiences, which one do you think I was more drawn to? It's pretty obvious, but his house was my choice for the group that I wanted uh, to go to, and I still choose to be really invested in to this day, to develop my leadership and discipling skills, as well as praise the Lord and grow in my faith and take more steps in my faith journey. Now, the thing is, I didn't even tell you about the worship style, about the theology or the different activities and uh, opportunities that they offer students. What I told you was simply how I was treated, greeted, and cared for, human to human. The main thing that we learned from this was that one group treated me like a visitor and his house treated me like a true guest. Throughout the process of going to school the past two years, I have been to a lot of different churches with my friends to see what their Sunday experience looks like. By checking out some of those churches, I've learned a lot about how Court Street and other churches greet new guests. I've learned that there are multiple different theories and practices when it comes to greetings. Some churches will invest in giving every newcomer a church goodie basket with the name of the church on every item and will consist of a t-shirt, sermon book notes, a tumbler mug, pens and pencils galore. Um, other churches will give you a branded mug and paperwork regarding online Bible studies along with their Facebook, their website, their Instagram and Twitter pages for social media purposes. Others have an awesome door staff and friendly door greeters to give a smile, handshake and a bulletin, just like Court Street has done my entire life. And some, on the other hand, did absolutely nothing. I had to find my way to the back alone, and afterwards I was quickly inclined to leave. So we know the difference between a visitor and a guest, right? Of course we do. So let's think about this from a personal perspective. When we think about our homes and residences, what does it mean to have a visitor or to have a guest? I think it's pretty clear for us logistically that a visitor is someone who shows up unannounced. They usually have something to say or ask you. They need money for a fundraiser. They want pop cans. They drop off a package or even need a cup of sugar. Often, with visitors, we become passive. We look through the blinds to see if we even want to go to the door in the first place. <laughs> and if we do, we only open it a couple inches to see what they want, you know, just hoping that they'll get on with their business so we can go back to watching Netflix. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, if we think of a guest, this is a person that when they come to our house, the door is opened onto them. They are invited in and given a comfortable seat and a fresh glass of cold water. Guests are expected and treated like friends, if not even family. 
This concept of being treated as a visitor, visitor or a guest ties into this week's Bible lesson really well. In Matthew this week, we read of Jesus telling the right, his righteous followers a list of things. And as we heard earlier, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And after he said this, the righteous were downright confused. They had no idea what he was talking about, and they responded with, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you in sick or in prison and come visit you? They were really lost. Like, imagine, Jesus just told you this, you're like, mm, no, I think I would have remembered, you know, if I helped my Lord with any of these things, you know, think that wouldn't have slipped my mind. And Jesus rep- responded with, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And this response is what is so profound about this passage. Jesus says that whatever you do for the least, you do for me, meaning that when we do things in a way that treats our neighbors and community as guests, we treat them as we would treat Jesus, and he is happy with that. And I strive to live in a way of welcoming, because when I get to heaven, I want Jesus to come out and greet me, give me a comfortable place to sit and a cold glass of water instead of being an unexpected visitor. It's important to treat people as guests for many reasons. First and foremost, God wants us to love our neighbors. It's our calling in this world. Showing kindness to strangers, treating them like guests, allows them to feel loved. I know that I would much rather be treated as a guest than a visitor. I would rather be welcomed in and not left on the front porch. I want to be treated like the personal example I shared from college when I went to his house, where there were people there that wanted me there and treated me as such. And for Court Street, this has never been more important. Our members, neighbors, and the people of Flint need to feel the love of Jesus. They need to feel like they belong. They need to feel loved. I wonder, though, if we can treat people like guests in all aspects of our lives. Can we treat people well at school? But what about that bully? What about the kid that nobody really likes? Or when we're at the store and someone's blocking our way in the aisle? Or when we're at the checkout and there's a new person learning the job, but we're in a hurry? How about at a restaurant and a waitress accidentally spills water on you or your table? Or when you call ahead and get a reservation, but now they suddenly don't have enough space for your group? Especially in church, I challenge us to treat everyone as a guest. You know, do we look at someone differently if they wear athletic shoes to church? (laughs) Do we only want to introduce ourselves in the parlor to someone wearing a three-piece suit? I challenge you to be patient when disruptions occur. When a phone goes off or a baby's crying, ask if you can help rather than shooting them a disapproving glance. I challenge you Even if someone's in the pew you sit in every Sunday? (laughs) Rather than trying to claim it for yourself, introduce yourselves and learn their name. I mean, you already have something in common. You both like the same seat. (laughs) So, (laughs) 
Treat them as your guests and be gracious and share your pew like you would share it if Jesus was in it. Let's continue to make this church a family that supports each other and our guests every day that we are here and every Sunday that we worship. Let's close in prayer. Dear God, we come before you again and just thank you for the opportunity that we have to show people that they are welcome. Uh, We thank you for the opportunities that we have to make people feel like a guest and not just a visitor. And I pray that you help us remember everywhere we go that we can treat people like that and it's not just at church. We thank you for the opportunity to be here this Sunday and hear our message. And in Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.